Day family. Welcome to the podcast. Today is going to be a great day. There's already been a lot of laughs and a lot of energy because we normally start earlier, but today we started at a reasonable hour. So I feel excited. I've had a lot of coffee and it's going to be so, so, so good. So um, without further ado, our guest for today is one of my best friends, one of my closest people in my life. She was really hard to get here. She fought me on it a little bit, but it is my beautiful mom. Hello, Aww. mom. Hi. I am excited to be here. I would do anything in the world for you. I love you, even though I'm more of a behind-the-scenes person. This is out of my comfort zone, but I will do it for you. But she's going to do amazing. So you guys need to get out your notebooks for real, though, because she is the Probably the most wise person I know in in the top category of the most wise people I know. Um, she has great advice, and she told me already she's going to be 100% real, transparent, oh, yeah. give you the raw, honest advice, as she always does, even when you don't want it. She'll still <laughs> tell you. So. <laughs> it's true. She's a good person to learn from and to learn under, and she's a mom to literally all my friends. Um, and to Ty, who's on the other line. Everybody, welcome, hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. I love What's up, Ty. Guys? <laughs> love you, Courtney. I'm excited about today. I'm so excited. It is going to be amazing. Well, yes, like I said, how we know each other, because I normally do that. This is my mom, and her dad's been on it, and her husband, and so it's going to be interesting to connect all the dots, and the audience can kind of know a little bit of background of who your dad is and who you're married to. So it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. And we'll see whose is better. You okay, are Dad. I feel very confident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We love you, Dad. You're supposed to yes, go back he's and amazing. To but yeah, I'm going to ask you the same questions and then we'll kind of see from both of them and learn from you. So, are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. Amazing mom. I know, but tell the audience a little bit about how growing up was for you, your childhood, and maybe like the big parts of it highs and lows. Okay, well, growing up, I had, I think, an amazing childhood. We literally got up in the morning. We'd go outside and play all day, um, maybe come in to grab, like, a bag of Cheez-Its mm. and then run right back out the door. We'd play outside all day till late at night. I've always told you that. I, I hate the world's kind of changing, and that's not the normal thing now. But yeah. That's how I grew up. My parents are amazing. They literally praised us, showered us with love, very affectionate, um, very spiritual. Mm. Sometimes that was a little weird when I'd have friends come over because, you know, like my, if things were going bad or something was wrong in the house, like my mom actually might be talking to the devil or telling him to get out of the house. <laughs> you know, and I had, they're like, what is she doing? I was like, she's just talking to the devil. I didn't know how weird it was. <laughs> but now, like, yeah, my friends would be like, that's so weird. But, you know, she, they prayed about everything. Like, God was so real. He was, yeah. They made God very real in our lives. I, I remember, and it means so much to me now, when I would go through my parents' room at night, you know, for to go get something from their bathroom or whatever. I always saw my dad on his knees beside his bed. That's where he prayed. He got on his knees to pray. He was, both my parents, just, they prayed. They covered us in prayer. Yeah. They, they taught us that, you know, prayer is the first answer for everything. That's so good. Yeah. So and grew up real spiritual. Real spiritual, but had so much fun. Yeah. I mean, we were wild. I was a very wild kid. I liked to uh, do dangerous things. <laughs> <laughs> and we yep. found a pit once with snakes, so we would, like, try to jump it, climb, see who could get closest to the snakes. 
I mean, I have noticed. We were wild. <laughs> we were wild. We were like thrill seekers. My best friend was Michael. Uh, he lived in my neighborhood, and I mean, like I said, from the minute we got up, we were looking for something dangerous and fun to do. Adrenaline, yeah, yeah. So you grew up like the standard American family. I feel like in that, just like outside, real close, and yeah, all that stuff. But you are one of five. I am, and then you have five kids, and I she do. is one of three girls, two boys, and then you had three girls and two. Boys. I did, yes. So repeat. Which is so fun having a big family. Yes. And my my sisters are a lot older than me, so I didn't grow up necessarily with them in the house like every day. Mm-hmm. They already had their own families, you know. When I remember, but my brothers and I are very close. We grew up together. Um, my oldest brother loved sports mm-hmm. and played a lot. I was out there with him, and I could compete with him. And he, funny thing he used to say, because my little brother is more, you know, artistic, and he likes music and things like that. And I was a little tougher and wilder and liked sports more. So he's like, you were supposed to be the boy. Chad should have been the girl. <laughs> oh it was always a joke, you know. <laughs> That's so funny. So Chad's always been sensitive and very kind. And, you know, me and Kevin are more a little rough and rowdy. Yeah, so fun. Still kind, though. That was definitely... Something that was not an option growing up. My parents made sure that we were kind people. Yeah. And loving people. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. good. So you had a pretty good life growing up. And yes. then you, um, a big part of that was your salvation. So what did, how, do you remember getting saved? I do not. But I do have an interesting story of when God changed who he was in my life. Mm. So, um Growing up, I, like I said, we were taken to the hospital to pray for people and lay hands on people, and Mm -hmm. we went to tent revivals, and, you know, God, like I said, was very consistent in our home and prayer and the Bible, everything. So I can't remember getting saved, but my my parents are also very, very, very big in the faith world, you know, like you have to believe and you have to trust God and believe and have faith, Mm -hmm. and we were taught that, and so when Mackenzie was born, she was a year old, just like 14 months old, and you'll probably remember this, but we went to J.C. Penney's and had the girls' pictures done, and you know, if you've ever been to the Mall of Georgia, the picture studio was right there in the hall that goes out to the parking lot. Mm -hmm. Well, after I had Joe's pictures done, I told Kenzie to sit down, you know, and Madison was like eight, and Mm -hmm. Kenzie was little, so I had all the girls sit beside me, I was like, I'm going to look at the computer at the pictures, and I said, Madison, keep your eye on Mackenzie. And maybe a couple minutes passed, and I looked down, and I said, Madison, where's Mackenzie? Which was my fault. I should have never asked, you know, a child to watch a child. But, And she looked at me, and I could tell by her look on her face, like she had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. And Mackenzie was not there. So, you know, as a parent, that's obviously your biggest fear, and your stomach just sinks. And But I figured I would look right around the corner, and she'd be there, you know. But she wasn't. And then... I ran across to the bathrooms and she wasn't there. And then in, you know, one minute turned into five minutes. And then I was like that crazy lady. I was screaming. I was, you know, they were on the phone with 911 saying, what was she wearing? And I was literally just crazy. But I, I actually was in JCPenney's in that hallway, just yelling, Jesus, bring my baby back. But my mind was not there. Yeah. In my mind, all these horrible thoughts were going through the like things that could have happened and what might have happened to her. I had no faith whatsoever, which the way I was taught was you have to have faith, you know? So I was like scaring myself more because I was thinking bad things and not yeah. having, so I was like, I'm not having faith. And, but I was saying the right things, but I was thinking my mind was really racing. Well, after a few minutes, this lady walked up 
Holden McKenzie. And Mm. that's when I realized, like, I always knew who God was. I understood the power of God. I understood the purpose of God. But that moment, I understood the heart of God. You know, like, that he comes through, even if we don't have faith, even when we, you know, we're not doing everything right, that he still comes through. Yeah. So, in my mind, like, everything changed. So, worship to me, I went from singing about God to singing, like, to God. Yeah. And it still makes me super emotional now because, you know, I really just saw the heart of God. Like, he showed up for me. Yeah. You know, even when I wasn't doing everything right, even when it was my own fault, that she, you know that I couldn't find her. It was my fault, and I did everything wrong, but he still showed up. Yeah. Wow. That's special. I do remember that. That was crazy. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was intense. It was a lot, because as much as she is so faithful and she is so kind, she's crazy. I am crazy when it comes <laughs> to these kids. crazy girl. There was, like, people in JCPenney that were just kind of, like, doing nothing, and I was like, what are you doing? Look for my baby. Like, I was yelling at everybody. I was crazy. Little Kenzie's shoe causing problems at one. I'm just kidding. Kenzie, <laughs> my little Kenzie. Man. I'm just kidding. No, that's really cool. That is a good perspective, too, because when you think that your relationship with God is built on when I'm checking this box off and I'm checking this box off, then I can ask God for, you know, what I want or I can ask him for my needs. But it's like, no, you're never going to be perfect, first of all. So you're setting yourself up for failure. But you just walk in. Just walk with God. And as you walk with God, he'll walk with you. Yeah. And I think it's funny how you can pick things up like that because that was not obviously not taught to me that God would not come through for you if you didn't believe. My parents just always, you know, talked about how we need to have faith and how important it is to have yeah. faith. But never once was I ever told that. But yeah. somehow along the way, I kind of started to believe that. And I didn't even realize I believed that Yeah. until I saw God come through and after, you know, I was having bad thoughts and stuff. I think it's important in your faith and in anything to, like, when something surfaces, figuring out why, okay, why do I believe this? Yeah, right. I don't know how I And then you can relearn or unlearn or learn something new and shift it. But that's It ended so up good. being, yeah, a great moment. Like I said, it's changed my worship and my... And, like, seeing the heart of God just work in my life and God come through. Yeah. And provide. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Won't he do it, guys? He did. Won't he? Won't he? So good. Sweet little redhead back. Yes. Thank goodness. Um, That's really good, Mom. And a big part of your testimony, which this is the part that we love, me and Ty love, Love, is the love story. So, from your perspective, because you said you're going to be super real. Oh, yeah. How did it all unfold? You and Dad, the guy from Montana, how did it all happen? We need to know. <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. Emphasis on Montana. Right. And the emphasis on the going on the day with his brother. Yeah. But all of it. How did it unfold? All right. Well, first of all, Bo definitely knew how old I was when I got married. <laughs> He's like, he might not want to tell the world, but I, I mean, when, when we got, when I met him, I was 16 years old. Okay. And when I met Bo... And he was 22. There's six years between us. Dang, Bo. He said five. He, like, tries to make it sound a little better, but <laughs> whatever. It worked. Look, we're still here, so. It's fine Nothing now. to be ashamed of. It's okay. <laughs> it worked out. But, he, so I was 16. I met Bo, and um, he had a boat, to be honest. Like, I was like, wow. You know? I mean, I was 16. Like, people <laughs> I knew didn't have boats. It's that deep, guys. It's yeah, that special. Yeah, I was like, he... I was, like, telling my friends, I was like, man, I met this guy. He's got a boat. We can go on the boat. Like, that's so fun. You know, we can go on the lake. And so 
we uh, we started hanging out. We had so much fun together. Yeah. He immediately fell in love. Immediately. I mean, <laughs> he I was, mean, how could he? Not, I mean, right, guys? I, he did. Come on. He fell hard. He fell right away. <laughs> so I was young still, and he would tell me like, "I'm going to marry you," and I thought. You're so weird, you know? I'm I was still a kid. I was like, I'm not marrying you. I had no idea at the moment, you know, but I try to tell my kids like you don't have to make dating and meeting men and all this so difficult and complicated. Mm. I mean, our relationship started with I thought he's fun. He's just fun. I didn't think I was going to marry him. I didn't even look that far. I didn't look past the day that we were in. Yeah. So, we would spend time together and have fun and then, you know, as Time grew. We started to have feelings for each other and realized it. But he was still a playboy. He was, mm-hmm. you know, he was 22 years old and and he, as he would say, in the prime of his <laughs> life. And so he would do things, little things, and I would just make sure he understood. Like I had options also, and mm. he. Uh, That's the team. Yeah, he. If he didn't. Um, bite down like he might lose me I made sure he was always very clear of that so Mm. one time he told me he said hey my uh this girl that I used to date she's in town for the weekend and I just feel like I should take her to dinner it's it's the right thing to do it's just nice it doesn't mean anything I was like no problem first of all I was never gonna act jealous because oh yeah not ever gonna be that girl never let him see no so I was like okay no problem well he didn't know but his stepbrother had been asking me out so I was like (laughs) No problem. Go out with her. Have fun. <laughs> and then as soon as I hung up the phone, I called his stepbrother. I was like, hey, you still want to hang out? And then I went to Bo's work after I made plans with his stepbrother, and I went to his work, and I was like, hey, I just wanted to let you know while you're out tonight that I'll be with Scott, your stepbrother. He had been asking me out, so we're going to hang out. And I could see his face just, <laughs> he was like, oh, my gosh. He was freaking out, and I did. I went and hung out with his stepbrother. We had fun. And, you know. So, were y'all dating at this point, you and Bo? Like, when he did this move, like, were y'all together talking, like, just. You guys have, like, a weird thing of, like, dating. So, back then, dating meant, like, hanging hanging out out together and stuff. But if you're a girlfriend and boyfriend, that was, like, a different level. So, we weren't necessarily at that stage. We were just hanging out, you know. Going on together, stuff, yeah. Dating. I knew he liked me. I mean, we were kissing and stuff. So, like, it had already gotten physical, so. You should have known Bo. But I mean, you know, so you have to do what you have to do. I had to show him. (laughs) And he learned quickly because we got married when I was 18. Yeah, that's true. So then he's messing around still playing games, you know, and I met um, a police officer. And I don't know what it was about public safety, but I was a firefighter. I was in the fire academy. (laughs) She had a thing for them officers. Yeah, I went through a fire academy when I was 17. So anyway, I met this police officer, and and he uh, he knew how to just say all the right things. Mm. Like, he knew how to suck me in, and he did. And I went, like, hard fast and for him, and then he got a job and moved away. And it's the only time I might maybe have been, like, pathetic, really, in my life. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> We've all been there. Okay. I, it was one of those moments, a weak moment. I was bad. I, but he, when he told me he was moving, at first I was like, ah, I don't care. Yeah. Once again, I'm big about living in the moment, living mm-hmm. in the day. So I was. he said, you know, in a couple of months I'm going to be moving. I was like, yeah, I don't care. We had fun together. I was like, we'll just make most of what we got, whatever. Well, then I felt, like I said, kind of hard for him. And I was still, by the way, I was still hanging out with Bo through all this. 
Mm. But I mean, as a options. We, yeah, yeah. As the other guy and I started, I won't say his name because Bo hates him. No, he's not <laughs> hate him. Anyways, we'll just does. say his name is Jerry for. Okay, whatever. Jerry. But anyway, the other guy, I'll just say that because he means nothing at all. Okay. Never did, never did. We don't know if he's going to reach, but anyway. <laughs> he he never meant a thing to me. Anyway. <laughs> Regardless, so. Go ahead, just tell he, it. He, uh,. He, as things got more serious with him, I started pulling away, obviously, from Bo a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, getting a little more serious with the other guy. Well, then it got close to when he was leaving. I think maybe the night before he was going to move mm-hmm. to Montana, across the country. Oh, I had a bad night. I think I, like, called back. Then you had to actually call someone and leave a message on their answering machine. Mm-hmm. There was no taking you left back. A sad message? No, no, I didn't. I oh. left fifty-eight messages. <laughs> <laughs> I begged him. I was you begging. You had no room to get on to me in my I, past life. It was one time. It was one time in my life. Mom one week like, moment. Don't be desperate, Bailey. Don't I, ever you beg. Were, I never left fifty-eight. Don't minutes, beg. Yeah, I did. I begged him not to move. I mean, I, I, I was young, and I begged him, and uh, of course he moved. That dummy. But. The story is not as dramatic as it seemed. It was scary it was big, sweet, though, what Dad did. Yeah. Oh, no. Dad was amazing through all this. But I never was moving out there. I all the time had a ticket to go out there and visit him with a return ticket also. It was never a question of me moving there completely. But um, I did fly out there to visit with him. And I was, like I said, I was very adventurous mm-hmm. as a young kid. I was never bad. I've never smoked, never drank, never obviously done drugs, but I was very adventurous. I loved the thrill of the unknown, of doing things that were dangerous, exciting. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was kind of a big deal. I was like, I'm going across the country by myself, getting on planes. I mean, I was just excited about the whole experience. So I went out there, and um, we didn't have cell phones back then, you know, so there was no way to communicate with Bo whatsoever. But I would call home to my parents, and they would tell me that Bo was coming by. And that he was offering to come out to Montana and get me. And that he was asking them if they were okay and checking on my parents. Obviously, they were sad and didn't want to think about me, you know, moving that far away. And so we were always, you know, it was always a big deal. But um, when I got home and realized that Bo would, every day he communicated with my parents. Every single day that I was in Montana. Wow. And that's when I realized, like, that is somebody that's invested that really does love me you know when he was getting nothing in return and still put that much time and effort yeah into checking on my family into checking on me and what 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 was the difference you told me there was a difference between the two the guy the police officer in montana he made everything about like him and his his life and his wants and yeah, I made everything about you. Right. The dad was always very quick to, um, he was also, he was very protective. He was just always very worried and very protective of me and how I was. Mm-hmm. The other guy was, um, he was more controlling and more, you know, possessive and more like, and I fell for that. And girls, don't fall for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I fell for that. I, I took that as a sign of love. Like that he was, he loved me that much that he was being so possessive and controlling. And it's not, it's a major, major warning sign. Yeah. That's a red flag. You know, trust, that's a good thing. Mm. But if somebody's trying to control you or be possessive or not want you to do things, and 
you know, that's definitely a warning sign. But he had me convinced that that was love, and I fell for it. So, But I, you know, through that and seeing what his version of love was and seeing the way that Bo acted, I started to understand which one was love. Wow, that's beautiful. And obviously I chose the right one. Yeah. Bo is amazing, and he has definitely loved me well for 28 years, 20 We'll be married 27 years this year wow. in November. Claps for mom and dad. Yeah. So then moving, you moved back, in, or you came back, I came whatever. back, and never whatever. was moved away. Whatever, <laughs> whatever the details. What did Papa say about that? When Papa you decided to go to Montana, what did Papa Caney say about Papa that? Papa was not, uh, he was upset with it. And I had never, never once, like, I hate to say I was, like, the perfect child, but I really was. I was, I never talked back. I was just very good to my parents you know and only because they love me so much I never snuck out of my house I never wanted to disappoint them I just I was a good kid and I never ever had rebelled in any kind of way well obviously they were like no you're not going to Montana and um I thought I was in love and and that is an intense strong feeling and so Mm -hmm. I was like I'm going you know I had the plane ticket and I was like I'm going and I'm Mm -hmm. my dad I mean they never once they loved me through it, so I would want to be back. Yeah. They didn't make it where I wouldn't want to come back, so they weren't angry. They weren't upset with me. They were loving. They were like, we don't want this for you. You know, we want you here. And I remember, yeah. and I think I told Bailey this recently, that Papa would tell me, he's like, God is not the author of confusion. If this is from, if this was from God, it wouldn't be so confusing. It, I would have peace about it. Your mom would have peace about it. There would be more peace. There wouldn't be so much confusion. Yeah. And he was like... You know, so he just literally loved me through it. He, you know, my parents were great. And the fact that they let us make mistakes, but they loved us so well that we would always get back on track and mm. come back. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's one thing that I've noticed, like, you and Bo, like, carry that down to your kids is, like, like you've sown such good seeds in their life in the beginning, and you've set just such good example and great guardrails, you know, that... Right. You're, you're allowing them to drive down that road, but they know when they're about to hit the, you know, the shoulder of the edge, Absolutely. you know, and it's, yeah. they're allowed to make their own mistakes and live their own life. But at the end of the day, even though if they make that good or bad decision, they know, you know, what you guys have sown and the expectation that you've set. And right. just to have that freedom, I think, gives them that check in their spirit to be able to say, ooh. Or, you know, like, that wasn't good. I yeah. probably need to recorrect. And they kind of recorrect themselves. I love that. And you know, so. Absolutely. I mean, my, my, my biggest goal as a parent, one of them, if not the most important, first off is for them to love Jesus, obviously. But second it would be that they understand their value and their worth. And mm-hmm. I am never going to build on their value by making them feel shamed. Yeah. So, I mean, that's huge to me to make sure my kids understand what's right and how to make good decisions, but also understand that I love them in their worst moments just as much as I love them in their best moments. Yeah. There's nothing that they could do, nothing in the world they could do that can change the way that I love them, the way that I see them, and the way that God sees them. That's 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 who they are, who they truly are. They're going to make bad decisions. They're going to steer off that path. They're, they have moments where mm-hmm. they're not showing who they are, but... I, my job is to make sure they see, I always see them the way God sees them. Yeah. You know. And then it paints a, a good depiction of Jesus, and it doesn't make it, you know, I ne- I've never once in my life felt like I couldn't approach Jesus. 
Right, no. And I never felt like I couldn't come to you and dad and tell y'all, like, hey, I did this and it's wrong, or hey, I need help. I don't know what to do in this situation. And even, like, awkward, real awkward. Yeah, there moments. <laughs> where I was like, Mom, I don't think I was supposed to do this. And she's like, no, you were not, but let's talk about it. And why did you feel? And talking you through it and explaining, because I think a lot of parents just – or, you know, say, because I said so, but they're not actually explaining why it's wrong and why you shouldn't do it. Right. But you guys were open enough to hear us out and, and see, you know, okay, was this influence or did you decide to do this? And if you decided to do it, do you, was it good, a, a good decision? And you helped us understand yeah. our wrongs instead of just being like, that is wrong and you're going to think about it for the rest of your life and you suck and we're like, oh gosh, like, no, you yeah. actually helped us. And we're scared of you. That helps, too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you should be because I want the best for you. And I, God knows I will do whatever I have to do to make sure you guys have the best lives. I've always told my kids, I'm like, I'm the mom that you would see on the news, like handcuffed to their kids. <laughs> I was like, I can be that yeah. mom. Don't like don't tempt me. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you mess up, you will have me handcuffed to you and we'll be together every second. So there's no problems. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's so good. Yeah. Parenting tips from mom and then I do want I know the love story they heard it from dad but basically we're going back just a second oh just love story back so that. you went you came back home, I came back and y'all moved in together which you don't advise and then y'all got married right so um I yeah when I came back you know right away I started to realize what love was and what it looked like you know and that Bo was great you know and he and we had always had so much fun together. Mm -hmm. You know, we always had a lot of fun. We had shared interest and stuff. And we had, so I was like, this is definitely something that I want to pursue. And we get started to get serious. And it was just so happened that his time with his roommate was like the apartment was up. And oh, so okay. he was getting a new place. And he was like, move in with me. And I was 18. Well, actually, I moved in with him in June when I turned 18 years old. Wow. So, and then we ended up getting married in November. Anyone doing the math will figure out I was already pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I was literally so excited. All I ever wanted to do was be a mom. I could not wait. Bo was on board with, and he's always been on board with whatever I want and my plan. He's on board and he'll go with it. Mm. And I want to have babies right away. And he's like all right, this is what we're doing. And we got married and had Madison, and we had a rough few years. That's I mean, what I was about to ask. One, you did grow up Christian and in the faith and all that stuff, and then you were pregnant at your wedding. Yeah. How was that? Well, I mean, I to me, uh, like I said, I didn't do the big things that most teenagers do I thought was wrong and I felt convicted about. I don't. I can't say, and it's wrong, and I don't understand why. Maybe because it's something we, my, that we never talked about in my family. You know, my parents never talked about with me, but, um, you know, they told me about alcohol and stuff like that. But sex, to me, it didn't feel so wrong. When I felt like I was in love with Bo and that was who I wanted to be with and whatever, I, you know, I didn't have that conviction that I should have had. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I just didn't let myself feel the conviction that I should have had. Mm. But... Regardless that it, I do believe that because we didn't start that relationship the right way, that we did struggle and have to go through things that it, had we started it with God being the center of the relationship that we probably wouldn't have had to go through. Yeah. So people who are dating now 
who are single, what would be your reason not to? Because everyone's like, oh, don't do this before marriage. But what's the actual reason behind it? What do you think? Well, I believe it's sin. And so uh, the fruit of sin is just not good. There's yeah. nothing good going to come from it. So if you're wanting to have a good, healthy relationship, you shouldn't bring sin into it. Yeah. That's not going to bring good fruit into mm-hmm. a relationship. So I mean, the emotional side of it, too. And in every aspect, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I you, there's a reason that God wants us to protect ourselves from sin. It's just the same way that I want to protect you guys from sin. It's not because I want to take anything good from you. Yeah. Because I'd never want to take anything good from you. I My hope and prayer is that y'all wake up and have the best day of your life every day. Yeah. I want all good things for you. So if I tell you not to do something or I don't want you to do something, it's something I'm trying to protect you from. It's not because I'm trying to take something good from you. And I believe that's how God loves us also. That's good. He's trying to protect us, you know, from sin and the things that, the bad things that it can bring into our lives. Amen. So, so both, marriage though, at the marriage, beginning. Okay, well, we had it extra rough because, <laughs> first of all, okay, first of all, I forgot to say this about my childhood, is that my mom is so amazing. Like, literally the best person mm-hmm. ever. And she loves to take care of people. Mm-hmm. And she does it very well. So until I moved out and moved in with Bo, I had never done laundry. I had never done dishes. I had never done anything, really. My mom did everything for me. Obviously, I'd never cooked or done anything like that. You know, I'd, I'd never done anything but literally just exist and be told how great yeah (laughs) I was like just told how great I was every day and that and every and my mom did everything for me you know and I was just this perfect and then you were pregnant and married and you're like so then I'm living with Bo and I'm sitting you know he goes to work and I'm pregnant sitting on the couch he comes in and there's nothing to eat and no groceries and nothing and he's like what are you doing I was like I'm just sitting here being great. That's what I do. I'm like, what? What do you want from me? So it was definitely adjustment, you know, yeah. learning. He was frustrated and he had every right to be. I was not a good housewife. Mm. I was like she waiting wasn't. for him to feed me, waiting for him <laughs> to clean up and waiting for him to do everything. So, you know, it was that's that's it was a lot we had to learn but um we got through it and I started I do love well I know how to love people and I generally want people to be happy that are around me and that I'm around and that I care about so as I learned the things that were important to him I would do them because I wanted to make him happy you know and so I started learning a little bit it did take time but I learned more and more but I mean Bo was still wild he was definitely not living for the Lord did not go to church. Um, I used to go to church alone with Madison, and she would, you know, first of all, I prayed for Bo every night with Madison, and I'd hold her little hands because the Bible says that we need to have childlike faith, so I was like, shoot, I got a child. <laughs> this is, like, perfect, you know? So Madison's I was a newborn, and mom's like, <laughs> yeah, she's just holding her hand. Three months <laughs> old, three months old, and I'd have her little hands, and I would pray for Bo, and I'd pray for him to you know, to get saved and to love God and to lead our family in Jesus. And I would hold Madison's hands and I'd say, me and Madison agree in Jesus' name. And I was like thinking in my head, like I'm using this child faith, so it's perfect. I got yeah. this done. Like it's done. One so. plus one equals two, God. So yeah, so we would pray and then <laughs> I would take Madison to church and the people were so sweet. Of course, I looked at, when I was 18, 19 years old, I looked really young. I mean, really young. Even in my 20s, I looked really young. So 
I think a lot of times people felt bad for me. Like they thought I was this poor teenage pregnant girl, but I would go to church and um, I would take Madison into the service with me because I was too embarrassed to sit alone. So I would take her in there and she'd be little, you know, and they'd come over like so kindly and say, do you want, you know, we have a children's program. Do you want to take her down there? I'm like, oh no, she needs, she likes to be up here with me. But really it was, I needed her, you know, to be there. But anyway, we, we prayed and. We did good, and Bo uh, continued to have fun and he, be a lot of fun and mm-hmm. be wild. And we, it was mostly, I think, our influences in our lives. Our friends, they drank a lot and partied a yeah. lot, and that's who we hung out with, you know. And you're not going to drag somebody out of a lifestyle if that's all you're around. It's not going to happen. So that was the problem, and um, and Bo was still a good person, but, yeah. you know, he liked to have fun. And You were just prioritizing much different things. Yeah, and, and, and to me, this was all things I had never seen in my life. So it was different to me. I didn't understand alcohol and things as much. So, you know, um, it was a bigger deal because of the way I had grown up. Mm. But, you know, he he eventually... So what happened? You were just praying and going to church, and one day he decided he just wanted to come? Well, yeah, we went to a, actually, we went to a, I got him to go to this revival with this Terrence Rose. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of him, but he's amazing, from South Africa, and he just was amazing, and Dad went to that service with me, and this guy just gripped Dad's heart. There was no doubt about it. He pointed Dad out. We were in a big church, and we were standing up. It was the end of service, and he, like, pointed across the room, and he was like, he was like, even the biggest person, I get emotional. But he was like, even the biggest person in here, you can't run from God. You can't escape him. And he pointed at that. And, I mean, that was all, that was it. It was like God was in that room pointing at him. And that was, he gripped his heart, and he was, you know, he got saved. Of course, he didn't know how to live right. He only knew what he knew, Mm -hmm. you know. So it didn't change drastically overnight or anything. But then we found the rock. That's Ty's dad's church. Pastor Don Karen, amazing that changed our lives. We got into a church where we got around people, and I picked out people that I thought were the coolest, which happened to be Ty's mom and dad. <laughs> I, you know, I picked out people that I knew could yeah. have influence on both. Like that, he'd be like, "Man, these people—they don't do those things, but they're still so cool and so yeah. fun," you know. And we we started hanging out with people that didn't have to drink to have fun. You know, and we would laugh just as much as the days then we were with the people, you know, that did. Yeah. And we still hang out with those people. And I don't have any problem being around whoever doing, you know, drinking and stuff. That's not a problem. But it wasn't something that I wanted in my life and for my family and for my kids to see. I didn't have to see that growing up. And I thought that I owed that to my children to not see that. And, yeah. you know, not having And dad lives. wasn't, like, just casually drinking. He was, like, No, I mean, he would get drunk. The one time I found him asleep in the closet. You know, he was wild. Did you hit him with the pants? I probably threw a shoe at him. I, my, 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 go, my go-to is to throw something, so probably threw something. But, but you I never, never made, you never, like, made Dad feel bad. No. You just... I never once in our lives have asked him not to drink. What I did is mm. I told him the reasons I chose not to. Wow. I said, I'm not going to do this because, first of all, I want to be clear and have a clear mind when I'm... We were parents. Yeah. And I'm like, when we, if our daughter needs us, I want to have a clear mind. Yeah. And I want to know how to take care of her and certainly be able to drive her. If I needed to drive her somewhere, do anything, I wanted to be aware and be, mm-hmm. be ready and available to my child. And so I would tell him things like that, which was probably worse than saying don't. I was like, you know, I was like, I, I, no, I think that that's, yeah, I mean, a I would great just great example for anybody. You don't, 
you don't win people by telling them all no, the reasons they're doing something's wrong. And I loved him, and I didn't refuse to be around him or refuse to be around our friends or anything like that. And, you know, I had mm-hmm. no problem being who I was and doing the things that were important to me in any atmosphere. That's never been a struggle for me. Yeah. So, anyway, we just we just got, um, like I said, we hung around people that, that, that was just part of their everyday lives, and it was important to them. And Wentz both saw that there was another option and that you didn't have to have those things. And also, he loved me enough to also value the things that were important to me. Yeah. So when we got around um, the people at The Rock, you know, that church really changed our marriage, changed our life, changed our family. he's been sober for... Oh, he's not drank since you were... 30 years? No, way longer than that. He's... Well, I don't know. Like 30-ish years. Yeah. He's... Well, no. I'm sorry. It wouldn't be that long. Because you were probably about three when he stopped drinking. 20-something years. Yeah, a long time, as long as I can remember. That's definitely not been an issue. So, but, yeah. we, but we just changed our friends. We changed our environment. That's so good. And um, that changed our lives. I yeah. Mean, we got people around us that, like I said, Bo thought they were cool guys. Bo loves Ty's dad. Pastor Todd's a cool guy. He really is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Pastor Mari, Pastor David. Yeah, they're all just, like, just, you know, guys that were so fun, and they did fun stuff and you know Bo I guess before he thought like you were lame or you know maybe nerdy or something Mm -hmm. if you weren't out drinking and partying but when he saw like there's cool guys who have so much fun and they don't do this then he's like I don't have to have that either in my life that's good y'all got through the rough and then you just built on it and now y'all are I feel like your marriage I mean it's always been good but I kind of feel like it's the best it's ever been well I feel like that yeah I mean in in every stage we you know we we have fun together and I see a lot of times and um, people that just kind of are roommates to me. They just exist together. You know, they're partners in life. Like, they, but they don't enjoy life together. And that's huge to me and something I don't compromise on. So if anything I, that I'm excited about or mm-hmm. that I want, like, I insist that Bo's a part of it. I'm like, you know, if we're going to be married, if I'm excited and happy and I want to do this, and like, then you're going to be involved in it, you know, like, yeah. I was looking yesterday for clothes because we're going to be grandparents. And I'm Ooh. so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried to show Bo on the computer. I was like, look at this. Is this cute outfit? And, you know, Bo, of course, he's probably thinking, like, I'm always wanting to spend money, which I probably am. And so he's, like, <laughs> trying to not be, like, all excited because then he probably thinks if he is, then I'm probably going to spend more money. So he's kind of blew me off. And I was like, hey, listen, this is something that's so big and exciting. So you've got to be a part of it. Like pick out the baby clothes with me. Yeah. He goes Christmas shopping with me. I mean, just be a part of each other's lives and the things that are important and whatever brings you happiness. Yeah. So what are your go? Just give me like three to five dating tips. Give me three dating tips, three marriage tips. Go. Three dating tips. Live in the moment. Okay. Stop. Don't overthink things. Like enjoy the moment that you're in with the people that you're in. Um, and you never know who you're going to end up with. So don't rule people out. Like, hang out with people. See if you have fun. Don't think like it's supposed to be this instant thing, you know. Just hang out and see where things go. Like, just keep your options open and your mind open and live in the moment. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Marriage? Wait, you said three. Oh, yeah. That was one? (laughs) That was like three in one, Mom. That was a three for one at Arby's. But go ahead, dude. I'm I'm trying to think. Share as many as you want. Well, no, I think that's the most important thing. And then don't, you know, compromise. Yeah. Don't compromise. 
Um, and make sure that you feel valued and appreciated, you know, and watch out for red flags. Oh, that was good advice. Gotcha. And we're the Gucci mm. bags. We're not Walmart. Bag. You're not Walmart, no. You're Nothing different. against Walmart. No. But we're not Walmart bag. We're Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Prada ladies. I tell my kids, I'm like, <laughs> y'all are designer. You're not. You One of one. You're designer. I said, you know what makes a designer special is that it's not everywhere. You're not supposed to be everywhere mm-hmm. with everybody. Designer means that you. Not in everybody's hands. You're special. You're the value. You have a higher value. You're not just everywhere. You get passed around, your value decrease. Right. You're not just mm. everywhere. You drop. <laughs> but you can get new value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, get, you can get refurnished, whatever that word is, refabricated and get back. But Anybody yes. can be a Louis Vuitton. Any, you, that's the quote of the day. Anybody can be a Louis Vuitton. Right. You walk like you're a Louis Vuitton. You exactly. You talk like you're a Louis Vuitton. Represent yourself like you have value, like you're something special. You got that, Ty? Ty oh, is a Louis Vuitton. He is for sure. <laughs> That's so good. And then marriage tips. The marriage. real. The real. Okay. The PG real. real. Yeah, PG real. Okay, marriage tips. If you're a woman... Make your husband feel like he is a superhero, like he is amazing, that he, you got, and make him feel needed. Yeah. I know this, like, women's power, women's live, that's a big deal, and I respect that, but when it comes to your relationship, um, God created the man to lead and, you know, carry that burden, and that's what they long for, because that's the way God made them, so you got to make them feel needed, and make them feel like you need them, and that, you know, they're everything, and that you couldn't make it without them, men need that. Affirmation, validation. Yeah, they need that. And so you make them feel needed and and appreciated, obviously. And uh, then the awkward one, wanted. I mean, I, I'm very big about teasing Bo all throughout the day. I mean, I've read and heard <laughs> that men think about sex Mom. all day long. No. So if that's something they're thinking about, I want my husband thinking about me. So I'm, like, sending him little messages. He knows okay, what I'm okay. saying. That's <laughs> we get it. <laughs> Bailey's turning red. Yes, because that's so awkward. You said be real, so okay, that's real. Okay, but listen, that is for married people only. That's though. for married people, right? When I'm listening. Married. When Yeah, exactly. And there's married people listening. Anyways. And if you're a woman, that's important. That's important. You know. I'm sweating. Don't let. <laughs> <laughs> just. Next I mean, Bo does not have to worry about like looking at people or to get excited or whatever. He's Courtney, getting excited go all to day. The next one, please. He's getting excited. <laughs> yes, you I'm get making it. sure you're desirable. That he can't wait to come home. Yes, you want to be together. Spend like quality he can't time. wait to come home. And then if you're a man, I think for women, it's very important to feel protected, mm. absolutely, and prioritized. I need to know that I am the priority. Like, I need to know. And I'm a needy person with Bo. So, I mean, <laughs> might is. not be so bad yes. <laughs> with everybody. But I need to know, like, if if I want something, you got to drop what you're doing, like, right then <laughs> for me. Like, that's what yeah. you I need to know that. And everyone's going to be different in that well. But and, Yeah, people wait. might not need that. But I think that um, women obviously need to. When we got married, the pastor that married us looked at um, Bo and he said, he told a story and he said that this woman, they'd been married 50 years, and she looked at her husband and said, do you still think I'm as beautiful as the day you married me? Do you still think I'm as fun as the day you married me? And he told the story of these things. And then he looked at Bo and he said, don't ever make her ask you those things. 
make sure she knows. Wow. She never has to ask you. And Bo has done a great job. Like, he literally, he makes me feel like the absolute most beautiful, most loved person in the world. He has really done a good job about that. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. My kids have very high standards from what they've seen. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I did also. My dad showered my mom. I mean, he let us know and the whole world know that's his number one. Yeah. And, you know, no one would, you know, talk anyway in front of her or to her and now, Bo has set such a great example in the way he loves me. And yeah. he makes sure that I understand that I'm, you know, his whole world and how beautiful I am to him and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, that's And important. when you get that validation from God and then your spouse or God and then your significant other, then you really don't need it from anyone else. I think that's no, why. No, absolutely not. Like people being, you know, right. unfaithful out of marriages because they're really not affirming the person in the same way. I mean, there's different contributing factors, but I think if you're taking care of you and God and then you're loving your person and you're putting effort and time into your person, then I don't think you are going to fall out of love as easily. As, no. You know. And also, I think people just, like I said, they get into a, a habit of being comfortable and living together but not enjoying life together. And there's a difference. Just because you're married and you live together, I mean, doesn't mean that you have to stop trying and marriage is something that you have to try. And I want to impress Bo. I yeah. want him to be happy. I want him to see new versions of myself and know that I haven't given up on, you know, and like, okay, we're good enough. You know, I'm always going to try to be better for our marriage. That's good. And that's, you know, like how you would be if you were dating. You're going to be trying to impress someone. So you just can't stop because you get married. You got to keep wanting to impress them and keep, you know, trying. Mm, very good. Right. Now I'll ask you the same question I asked Dad. For 20-year-old guys who maybe are trying to pursue a girl, what what do you what do you think they should be doing? Well, cuz the girls have a weird role. We're kind of like waiting to be pursued. If you're in your 20s and you Be careful what you're about to say right now cuz really I'm <laughs> Good guy. If you're a really good guy and you plan on living your entire life close to Jefferson, Georgia. Okay. I got a great girl for you. No, Gina. I'm <laughs> I talking. know one that is so good. Listen. What is your advice for 20-year-old singles cuz that's most of this really? Oh, so if anybody single. Yeah. What is a guy's role in it? What are they supposed to do? Um, it, like you got to man up. I mean, the guy's role is to be the man. You got to man up. If you like somebody, you got to say it. You got to put yourself out there. You got to ask girls out, hang out with them. You got to pursue them. That's your role. Your role is pursuing. That's what you're supposed to do. And then, if you're a girl, you need to not complain. First of all, don't be hard to deal with. I tell my girls all the time, I'm like, be the cool girl, like be fun. And y'all are, but I just reiterate it. <laughs> Like be fun, be the be be the fun girl, be you know, like no don't complain or don't be crazy. Don't be too much to handle. Don't overthink things as a girl and don't try to plan your whole life. Live in the moment. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Amazing. Snaps for mom. You can only Snaps. snap with one hand, so sorry, that's all you get. All right, now parenting tips because something that's been really cool and I've explained this to a lot of people is a big reason that I think that we are the way that we are. And, again, let me preface, our family is not perfect. Nobody's not perfect. We've had, you know, bigger moments and greater moments and not-so-great moments, but we always are continuously growing and loving each other really well. Um, But I think a big part of why we, all five of your kids love Jesus, 
and all five of your kids are somewhat, we know we're pursuing a good life and we're decent human beings, is because we caught it. We just saw it. And we, you know, the environment that you guys set up, I could tell that when you were praying or when we went to church or when you were reading your Bible, how different it shifted your attitude in your day. Not that you were bad before mm-hmm. it, but how much you guys relied on God mm-hmm. and how much better you were because of your time spent with them. And it made us want to, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, I agree 100%. And also, you are all very good and living good lives because you actually don't have a choice. <laughs> so this I'm very, too, but I don't give at all when it comes to that aspect of life. So, um, but I love, absolutely love. And I think that um, I had a hard time, you know, when people talk about purpose and all that. When I was younger, I would think, I don't know. Like, I don't understand because I didn't have passion for like a career or something. And I didn't <laughs> understand, you know, like what's God's big purpose for my life. And now I know so clearly it was to be a mother. And, and I, there's nothing in the world I'd rather be than be a mother. So I feel super confident. I told Bailey, I was like, I could talk about parenting all day. I feel very confident. And, um, what are your biggest parenting hacks? Well, I think that when you have young kids, so it's obviously going to change time Mm -hmm. with the age of your children. But when you have young kids, I feel like it's, and I see this a lot and it's, it bothers me, but be involved, be engaged, like show your kids how much you love them, like kiss them, hug them, just constantly, you know, be affectionate with your little babies, your toddlers. I think parents try so hard to make them, you know, like grow up, do things, do things right. And really you just need to love on them. You know, I, I mean, love conquers all, just get on the floor with them. And I, I told a new mom not long ago, I said, does your baby ever throw a fit when you're sitting on the floor? No, probably not. I mean, you know, they throw fits because they're trying to get you. They're trying to get your yeah. attention. So, I mean, be engaged and be, have fun, enjoy every stage with your child, you know. And I, my kids have never gotten in trouble for being a kid. You know, they don't get in trouble because it, they spill or they mess up or they do things that, you know, are normal kid things. They got, The only time they would get in trouble is if they were deliberately disobedient or did something they weren't told they were told not to do or whatever so I think that a lot of parents are just try you know to make it's just too much for the kids like enjoy this time it goes by quick I would enjoy every second and then when your kids get older obviously middle school high school that's a I mean I enjoyed it with you guys so much but it gets harder middle school was definitely the hardest years I would tell a parent that I think that's definitely the hardest years and um you have to stay, once again, super engaged and understand your child and understand their strengths and their weaknesses and know the people around them, the influences in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, like Madison went to a small Christian school up until sixth grade, and then I threw her into Davis Middle School, which is a bigger public school, and she was not necessarily ready for it. And I could tell that she was insecure and trying to figure out who she was and figuring out. And that's a dangerous time for a child. Very impressionable. Yeah, I mean, when you know your child's feeling insecure or not feeling, you know, 100% confident in the atmosphere that they're in, then you got to protect them, make sure that they don't make bad decisions, which are just going to take them further than away from who they truly are. So, you know, I was a little more strict with Madison in those years in middle school years and where, who she could be around, where she could go, what she could do. And then in high school, I never had to say a word. 
She was literally perfect. She would do absolutely nothing wrong, wouldn't be around anything wrong. So, I mean, you know, I I helped her until she was confident enough in herself to make good decisions for herself. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in letting kids make decisions. I tell my kids all the time that they have the freedom to make decisions. Even though we still ask you. Right, and they still do. But I would let them make decisions, but until... I couldn't trust them anymore. So if they if if they did make a wrong decision, and I would tell them, I'm like, you're, you know, you have freedom and you get to make your own decisions. But if you make bad decisions, then I'll start making them for you. And so Bailey and Madison did good. Here comes Ken's. <laughs> Kenzie <laughs> tested my theory uh, when she was 16. She tested my theory. Got caught drinking. And I made decisions for Kenzie for a long time. I mean, she... Um, she, she, you ripped up her license. I ripped up her driver's license. It was still paper. So I'm not like, you know, Hulk. But if she still had her paper's license. I was like, now, you know, you had a lot of freedom, but now you don't. And she was like, well, how long am I grounded? How long am I? I said, you're not grounded. And I told her, I was like, you're, you, you, I'm protecting you. I'm not punishing you. You have proven that you cannot make good decisions if you're not with me. So I'm going to protect you from making bad decisions. I'm not punishing you at all. I love you, and I know you're better than this, and so I just want to protect you from being in an environment where you have to make this decision again. So she spent probably the next year close to either me or her sisters or, you know, places that I trusted, and she was able to have friends over, and the same friends that she got caught drinking with. I didn't. In your, it was just in, in the atmosphere that I trusted. Yeah, that I was uh, being that I was involved in. So I mean, and of course, you know, everyone saw that I was. I'm very serious, and I am not the kind of person that you know will back down at all. So, you know, I think it helped er- steer everybody in the right direction. Yeah, they're all scared of you. Yeah, they should be. <laughs> I am definitely, Yeah. So and I'm and I'm literally crazy protective, like of you guys and, you know, yeah. So I think about that like y'all know that uh, Florida girl that not Florida but the Gabby that went missing in the mountains. Yeah. And then her boyfriend drove back without her. Mm. See that wouldn't happen in our lives, because if that boy came home without my daughter. And those parents, God bless them, they were so patient and kind and sweet and. I would have, my car would have been sitting in his living room. Like, there would be no, like, can you just answer the phone? I mean, no joke. My car, Ada had him probably hot, hogtied in the back of the car, driving back out west. Okay. Like, I am, <laughs> but I let people know, like, you, I am literally crazy. Yeah, I don't trust myself. Facebook, so, don't even try, like, don't even try to do warned. anything crazy near my kids because I, and I've also told my kids that, and I think that helped keep you out of trouble, too. No, yeah, definitely. Because I'm of, terrified of you. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm drastic. <laughs> I'm, like, drastic. I love you, and I will I literally still get in bed with you and snuggle you and, you know, Absolutely. whatever. But I'm, yeah, if you're mad, I just leave the house. No, it's go away. <laughs> and Bailey got in trouble not even too long ago because she didn't keep up with her sister. And I called, I text. Oh, yeah, like I was I supposed to keep her. up with her. Well, you are. And so <laughs> I text her and I said, answer me because all their locations, I still have everybody on my location so I can see where everybody is. 
And they went out together, her and her sister, and then I saw they were in two different places. So I asked, what's going on? Why are y'all in two different places? She left without telling me. No one's answering me. Kenzie, if you're listening to this, you got me in trouble. Yeah, she usual. And <laughs> no one, neither of them are answering. I text again. No one's answering. I called. No one's answering. So I said, okay, I got your address, and I'm about to come in there. Like, I'm about to be in that house, so I'd suggest you get on the phone with me before I show up. And so Bailey called back, and we all worked it out. But, yeah, I mean, I get I, – I have probably a few minutes, and then it escalates. Yeah. But the only times we've really, I feel like, gone at it in the you and I arguing has been whenever I haven't known my worth in things. I feel like that's the only time, like, in friendships and relationships when I'm compromising or if I'm, like, talking negative about myself or, Absolutely. you know, the times yeah. that I've been, like, down. I feel like that's the only times you've really yelled at me. Yeah, I have no tolerance for that at all because you are who God says you are, and you are so amazing. And I I cannot stand for anyone, not just my kids, but for anyone to let the world or to let another person or let social media define your value. Yeah. I mean, you have to understand and know your value, and you can't let other people influence it or give anyone the power to control your happiness yeah. or to control your confidence or control, you know, your day. So, I mean, I just had this conversation with Kenzie a few nights ago because she has some girl being mean and posting things. And Kenzie's like, why won't she just leave me alone? And I said, who cares what she says? You know who you are. You know. Like, you know, people are going to be mean. The, the world's cruel, literally. It's, yeah. But you have to look in the mirror. And if you know that you're a good person and that you're handling things right and you're doing right, then you have to feel good. And you have to understand that you are, you know, you're the good and let the rest go. Yeah. But I'm big on understanding and knowing your value. Yeah, and bringing value to other people. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so good. Um, we have a couple more minutes left, but how are you, um, how do you stay confident kind of on, on the line of this? Because you have done such a good job of being friends with everyone, and although you have a standard for your own life, you're friends with everyone, and it doesn't matter if they're Christian, not Christian, living this way, not living this way, but how do you stay confident and kind of true to yourself no matter where you are? Well, I have, um, like, standards for my own life, just my absolute values, that things I don't compromise on. So I know that before I go into any atmosphere, just things that identify me to myself. Yeah. So, and it doesn't matter where I am, I'm going to be true to who I know I am. So that so doesn't change think people things. need to sit with that and really think about who they want to be? I think that that's important I if think you've that, never thought about it. Yeah, I think that you need to understand your strengths and, and who you are and and keep yourself in environments and around people that bring out your greatest qualities. And if you know you struggle or you know something's going to be hard, then don't put yourself into those kind of situations. But as far as, like, building confidence, because I think this is huge, and I think that maybe a lot of parents might be failing in this area is that we want so much for our kids to be so great. And Bogue actually can be very critical. He was raised by a very critical father, and he can be critical and say things, you know, and be hard. And I am not. I was raised by a parents that praised me, and I praised my kids. And I made them praise themselves even when yeah. they were young. You know, when they were little, they w I would say, you're beautiful. You tell me you're beautiful. And they'd say, I'm, I'm beautiful. I'm pretty. I'm smart. You know, and I always, yeah. I always just fed into who they are and made sure that, you know, they understood how valuable they are and how great they are. And I think that sometimes we can accidentally, as parents, not feed our kids enough praise. 
and not make them realize really like I've heard people say um my world doesn't revolve around you and that kind of blows my mind because I'm like well what does it because my world revolves around my kids a thousand percent I'm so proud to say it I love the fact that I get to say that like yeah that is not a bad thing. There, I brought you into this world. I'm the reason you're here. Yes, my world's going to revolve around you. Your happiness and who you turn out to be means everything to me. Absolutely. So yeah. it's okay. You're not um, creating needy children or whatever. You're building them up to be great. You know, and you can build them up by, you know, praising them and letting them know. I tell my kids and we talk through things if I think... But I've, anytime they've ever messed up or done anything, leave it, let it be what they did. Never them. Don't ever talk about them as a person. You know, you never say you're, you know, so bad or you're this. I mean, I've, you don't do that. You made a bad decision. Like, leave it at that. Don't ever identify your children through their mistakes. God does not identify us through our mistakes. And I think that that's crucial for parents to yeah. not identify our children. How do parents create that openness with their kids if they have older kids? Well, you can't overreact. I mean, you guys would come home sometimes and tell me stuff, especially things like your friends did. And I'm inside my mind. I was like, oh my, I mean, I was freaking out, but I never let you see it in my face. You know, I would just be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they're this young and this is what's happening or whatever. And I would just explain to you. And I never once also tried to control who you were friends with or told you that you could not hang out with anyone. I've never been that kind of parent. But what I would say is if they came home and told me that somebody acted a certain way, I would always stress to my kids like, wow, they really need you in their life. They really need a good example. Yeah. They really need to see that there's a better way to live. They need, they need you. But are you strong enough to be that person? You have to be honest and tell me, can you handle this relationship? Will they pull you or are you going to pull them? And yeah. so it's important, like, my kids could talk to me and I would, you know, I would pour into that child if I could, you know, and mm -hmm. if they came around or whatever. But I always wanted my kids to know that they, they, they can be strong enough and they can be trusted to lead people the right way. I'm not going to just say, oh, they do something wrong. You're not going around them because I want my kids to know who, to be strong and to be confident in yeah. who they are. And, and know you can be around anyone and you can be in any atmosphere. And that doesn't mean that it's going to change who you are. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Ty, do you have a parenting question? We can rapid fire Ty. a couple and then close out. Ty's been at the end of some of my rages before. <laughs> Haven't you, Ty, man? <laughs> I've seen some good ones. Yeah, Ty's been there. He's seen some things fly. <laughs> yeah, some heavy, sharp objects <laughs> in the air. <laughs> yeah, he's been around. First uh, of all, let me just say real quick about Ty. Okay. So I got to just explain. People don't probably understand this relationship. So first of all, Ty's parents, and I love them so much respect for them. I think they're absolutely amazing people, and they have really poured into Bo and I's lives. And we became friends years ago, and I only had the girls. When we met Ty, I had Bailey and, and Madison. And uh, we met Ty and Ebo, and I mean, they were just so stinking cute. Little boys, so cute. And all boy, just fun, love sports and stuff. So anyway, we started hanging out with them. And at, then I had another girl, Mackenzie, which is amazing. I love her more than anything in the world. And, um, but I thought I wouldn't have a boy. So I started going to Ty Nebo's games and Ty, <laughs> like, I just was like, this is my boys. Like, this is what I get. So, and then I had Baxley, 
Well, then I was like, shoot, now, Ty, you really got to come over because Baxley can't just be around all girls. He's got to have boys. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Ty became part of the family for sure, thousand percent. He's in our family picture, but Maddox drew. Yeah, he literally is. He's is, he is family to us, and he always will be. Sweet. But what's your parenting question, Ty? Give her a real hard one, please. Try to stump me. Oh, my gosh. Try to stump you. No yeah, pressure. try to stump me. I mean, literally, I had, like, seven things, <laughs> and, like, as we're going, you're just knocking them out. And I told y'all. I got this. It's Courtney one, Bo zero. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I thought I was going to have to come in here and just defend Bo all day. No, Bo's it's, amazing. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Love that guy. Yeah. Um, I guess my main question, and I kind of asked Bo the same thing, is, like, how you guys co-parent, you know, and, like, the kids, like, the way that you discipline the kids and who it comes from and Cause do you... Because it's different. Because it is different. Like, do you guys play, like, mind games with the kids? <laughs> like, yeah. you, like one of you are going to play one way, one guy, one, the other one's going to play one way. Um, like, yeah. do y'all hand, like, does one person handle a certain type of discipline? Um, like, if it's a certain degree of a mess up, does one parent handle it? Like, do you... Does oh, yeah. one parent try to handle it first? And if it doesn't get anywhere, you know, mom or dad's coming with the hammer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, mom always it's, just it's basically comes with just me. It's just me. Bo always wants to be like the good guy, the fun one, the favorite. And I am not at all like I my kids, they know they're my whole world, but they also know like I'm serious about who they are and who they're going to be, you know, in their eternity in heaven. And I, mm. I've always stressed it like, you're going to treat people right. You're going to be a good person. You're going to be, you're going to act right. Like there's no options in that. Bo is definitely not a disciplined person at all. And he it's tries. funny because he's so big, <laughs> but he'll actually come tell on the kids to me. He'll come tell on. I'm like, why are you telling on our kids? You're the dad. Like handle it. He's like, no. <laughs> Mom approaches no. each of us different because she knows that we're going to receive it differently. Like if you came just screaming at me, I'll shut down. I did. I yelled at Bailey once. And I'll ball crying. And literally, I thought I was going to have to, like, (laughs) give her a calm pill or something to get her, to bring her back. Because she just literally had a breakdown. I don't respond well to yelling at all. She doesn't. She doesn't. But, um. But Kenzie or Madison, you can yell at. And they're. Yeah. I mean, all my kids are very different. And I hold them to a different standard. And I parent them different. And sometimes, and Bailey's expressed, like, her concerns about that, that she thinks sometimes I'm harder on her than the other kids. Mm -hmm. But it's because she has a higher calling on her life. And I I value the calling on her life. And I know Bailey. And I know what's important to her. And I know that if she chooses to do something in a moment, that's something that she'll feel bad about. So I'm not going to let her make those moments Mm -hmm. and make mistakes in those moments. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm harder. Where my other kids, they, you know, might get away with a little more because I know that that's their standard that they've created for their life. And, yeah, yeah, and they're not going to have the, you know, problem with it afterwards. But I'm definitely the disciplined one. Bo doesn't at all. (laughs) And, I mean, I'm little and Bo's huge, so I always tell him, I like, when I'm mad, I'm like, your size is such a waste. If I was your size, <laughs> like, forget it. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I told. You do believe in spanking your kids, by the way. Oh, yeah, no. The, I do, I mean, I. Because sp- that's real controversial these days. No, I don't, I think that, um, that your kids need to be, have a, 
a healthy fear of you. My kids, when they're teenage girls, they got if they talk back to me, and I don't care. Madison talked back to me at a high school football game in front of 30 of her friends, and she said something and smart to me, and I slapped her right across the face in front of everyone. At the football game. And then Madison said she was going to call FedEx on. Yeah. She didn't even know the right words. But and no. we still make fun of her. Because FedEx. she's like, I'm calling FedEx. Mom's like, call them. What are you shipping? <laughs> yeah. No. Like, it doesn't matter where we are, what environment we're going to be in. There is a standard set for how my kids are going to act and how they're going to talk. And She just has a the look. Respect. She has a look. Ty knows the look. Ty knows. She just looked at you. Mm. One good time, you're like, all right, I feel hey, like I'm about to just sit up sucks straight. your soul out of you. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh. I don't play like we're going to act right and show respect. So it's worked. But then the times that we've actually done the worst things in our minds, we've actually called you. And they do. They come to me. They absolutely come to me. And, and we talk through things. Because if you make a, a mistake and you make and, and you have a bad moment, like I want you to understand and grow from it. And. I also want my kids to enjoy being kids and teenagers. Like, I have taken them to roll houses, to toilet paper people, to prank in the middle of the night. Like, I want them we to... We told them about our first kiss, and it wasn't, like, an awkward. Mom no. was excited for us. And I <laughs> want them to enjoy, like, the fun, good things. And I think that... I think now that they're grown that that built trust mm-hmm. so that they understood when I asked them not to do things like, hey, that really can't be good for me. Because my mom lets me do pretty much everything. So if she's saying don't do this, it's not good for me. Oh, I have a funny story, and then I'm asking you the last question. One time we were at the beach, and me and Haley were going to get ice cream like down below our hotel and um, we walked back. The boy was so cute, and we were flirting. We were hitting it off. We were, like, 16 <laughs> years old, whatever. And um, I was like, I'll take whatever you like. Like, whatever. <laughs> trying to be smooth. <laughs> and he said this is his favorite, blah, 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 blah. Well, we get our ice cream. We go up to the room, and me and Haley are just gossiping. We weren't even talking to you at the time. I was like, oh, my gosh, that boy and me are hitting it off. He's so cute. Like, whatever. And then Mom's like, who's so cute? And then we are telling her about it, and whatever and I said yeah the ice cream boy he was so cute she goes all right well I have to run to CVS to get something I'll see you on a little bit love you we're like love you me and Haley just get on our phones hanging out I get a FaceTime call about 10 minutes later and it's the ice cream (laughs) 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 holding mom's phone and mom's like is this the one you said was cute and I'm like so red so embarrassed yeah I'm I'm like Hey, nice to see you again. And my mom's like, ask her out. Like, ask her out. Oh, yeah. And he's like, do you want to hang out after my shift? And so me and the ice cream boy went on a date, and then mom took her phone back, and then she came back up. And I was like, why did you do that? What in the world? So I'm a great wingman. That's what y'all can see from that. Yeah. I mean, to us, I was real blindsided. I wish she would have texted me before. (laughs) Because I just answer the phone, I'm like sitting double chin, and I'm fixed myself so quick. <laughs> well, that brings up something that I think is super important in parenting. Um, Be a wingman? Yeah, no. Well, first, <laughs> encourage your kids in, like, the right relationships. And uh, Bailey said, don't be controversial, so I'm not. And I love all people. But I do want my kids to grow up and be married and have children and stuff, like, the way that I, mm-hmm. I see it right and the way the Bible talks about it. So... When my girls were little, I started talking about boys. I'm like, look, he's cute. Look. And now my boys, and they're when they're young, I was like, look at that girl. She's so pretty. 
And I, it's sad to say, but we are living in a world where they're making it, they're blurring the lines of what is like, you yeah. know, <clears throat> sexually appropriate or whatever. And it, and it, I think it can get confusing for kids. So I think as a parent, we should definitely start encouraging our kids and pointing them like the right direction and what, you know, feeding their minds the right way. So I definitely always would be like, look at that. And a simple rule is mom taught us if we ever did have a boy, we could never close doors. No, with it, because she could walk in at any time. And y'all didn't do that until you were even over the sixteen, like. But old. I'm just saying that's a good rule for parents. A no. simple one. Yeah, simple rules, but definitely if you have kids, you know the world is crazy, and they're hearing and more than you could ever imagine. So I don't think it's a bad idea to start, you know, encouraging them in the things that are right. <laughs> this <laughs> is true. Yeah, we're we're big about like oh my I, I mean Maddox when he goes I'm like who. Who's the prettiest girls in your class? You know, we're just talking about things. And I want my kids to be able to talk to me about anything and not freak out. I, w- I wish I could tell you some of the questions that I've been asked, but I would never do that to Bailey. But definitely they have hit me with some that would shock people. <laughs> yeah, because we just want to know. Because if you're not getting it from a trusted person, you're getting it from the world. And, yeah, absolutely. And the world is crazy. So I would hear friends talking about and Ty, me and Ty, we've had a lot of really different yeah. conversations in the real yeah. life conversations. So, I mean, you got to just open yourself up for your parent to like be that close and don't overreact and do not say, okay, if your kids come home and tell you like my friend Sarah did this, oh, you're not going around Sarah anymore. Well, guess what? Next time your kid's friend does something, they're not going to tell you. So if that's your response. Now, my response when they come home and say, my friend did this, I'm like, wow, you know what? That's sad because she is way too young to be acting that way. She shouldn't act that way. Maybe she doesn't love herself like she should. Maybe she's not being shown enough attention at home, and now she's trying to get attention. I would try to explain and let them see the world through other people's eyes that maybe it's not always like the way that you're growing up. Yeah. And maybe you need to be a good influence in her life. And, you know, but I would always ask them, too, is this something that you can handle and not, you know, change your standards in the way that you live? Yeah. And so far, they've always done great with that, you know, and they've brought home people sometimes that I'm like, oh, geez, you know, this is a lot. This is definitely a lot, but they have changed people's lives. I mean, one of the most proud moments I ever had, I was reading through Bailey's um, high school yearbook and this guy and Bailey told me about him all the time. Really, you know, sweet boy, I don't know. He got in trouble a lot in school. And I don't think anybody ever really gave him a chance. But he wrote Bailey, and we discussed him a lot through high school. Bailey would tell me stories about him and stuff. And um, he wrote in her yearbook and said something about that. He said, Bailey, you're the only person that has ever looked at me like I'm just not terrible. You're the only person to ever give me a chance. And sometimes that's all people need is somebody to look at them like they they can be better than what the world sees them. You know, they just need a chance, somebody to believe in them. And Thank you, Bailey, for being that kind of person that you believe in people and you see the best. Like, you are literally will pull it out. You'll look deep in and find the best in people and pull yeah. it out. I mean, that's the kind of, that's what the world needs. The world doesn't need people to point out what's wrong. They need people to find the good and, like, pull it out of people. Mm-hmm. And you're that kind of person. I'm so proud. Mm-hmm. I mean, that meant a lot to me. That that, And it's also sad that that boy went through high school and only felt like he had one person that, that saw him good, that saw yeah. him better but I'm glad you were that person yeah and you're I know you're that person for so many more people and I hope that I can be that person I mean 
you know, you just got it. There's good in everybody. Yeah. And we got to see people through God's eyes and the way that God sees people. And stop identifying people by their mistakes or by their worst moments. Give a little grace. Let people make mistakes, you know. Yeah. And that's okay. They're better than that. Yeah. You know, that should be the Call point. Yeah, let, it, let people be better than their mistakes. Yeah, that's my last little thought that I've kind of felt like that about made me cry, Mom. That I've felt like in my heart just ending it. I know this one's a little bit longer, but you can watch it in two segments or whatever. <laughs> um, is that I've got a lot of bad news this week from working with youth and yeah. that impact that I have got to have on kids is really special, but they're going just through a lot of crap. And some of my friends have gone through some hard things recently, and I've just been crying to my mom a lot because I have a hard time not taking people's burdens burdens on. on and just like putting it on myself. But I've been really encouraged recently that I'm not carrying it. Jesus is carrying it. Absolutely. And that I just keep that we, I'm not Jesus, and you're not Jesus, and you're not Jesus, but I'll walk you to the feet of Jesus. Right. And so just an encouragement to people, if you're in a bad place or something bad's happening, that there is someone in heaven, his name is Jesus, he's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and I would legitimately be nothing without Jesus. And I know that this is like a Christian podcast, and I talk about it sometimes, but I just needed people to hear that, um... Oh, I'm about to cry. Really, that Jesus is, and my mom and my Ty, and Ty can um, testify that Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened to me, and I would be horrible without him. Right. And if you don't know him, the world's getting crazier, and it's getting darker, and I love you, and I'm not forcing you. I just, just try it. Just try it, and if you have a relationship with Jesus, continue to grow on it because you will be your best self when you're closest to Jesus, and I'll guarantee you 10 out of 10 times that. So just a little call to salvation. And if you need help with this, DM me right after this, or my mom or Ty. We'll love, love, love to talk with you. If you're a guy, you can DM Ty. If you're a girl, DM me. And understand, understand God's heart. Don't go through something traumatic to understand his heart, that he literally, God's for you. All of heaven is on your side. They're cheering for you. Like, yeah. God's for you, and He wants the best, and He is, He's, uh, the Bible says, you know, that He's a father to you. Yeah. You might not have a good idea of what a father's supposed to be, so you don't understand what that means, but that means that He wants to protect you. He wants to see you have the best life. He wants yeah. to bring you opportunities. So, I mean, try to understand, and don't let your idea, just because of the things and relationships you've had here on earth, you know, don't let that identify who God is yeah that's so good because he's so more than any of the relationships that we have here on earth yeah and when you do get saved your life isn't going to be perfect no one's promising you that but it's you have someone to go through life with you have a perfect person to go through an imperfect life with think about that and just think about it we're just presenting an opportunity to you (laughs) absolutely that's it God's always there he's He's there and he's so good mom um what would you tell 16 year old self and then we got to wrap it up because we've gone I mean you told me they were gonna ask me this and to be honest I mean I lived I I I, what I think what I would say to a 16 year old live live life enjoy every single day being happy is a choice yeah it's not like something and there's too many people that walk around like sad and depressed or act like they'd hate life i don't care what you're going through choose to be happy 
I mean, you can be in the worst season and you can get sad and I get sad and we went through something traumatic as a family and it was tough, but choose to focus on the things you have that make you smile and laugh and spend every day laughing and enjoying life. It's a gift. Every day is a gift. And I would say that if you're young, don't overthink it. Everything will fall into place. Everything will work out right now. Laugh. Have fun. Enjoy life. Amen. Everyone or anybody can have a bad day. Try to have a good day. That's yep, a quote. Absolutely. Anyone can say it's a bad day, but try to be the one that has a good day. Yes. Mom, I love you. We went I long. Love you. I knew we would. Okay. Because we're just we're best friends, you know. <laughs> um, no, I do love you, and you're I amazing. You. And this was good. I love you and Ty, and I believe in this. I'm so proud of both of you guys. This, if you could be in this room right now, this is high tech. Like yeah. Ty, I'm amazed. <laughs> There's wires, cables. Cameras. Ty's the man. Ty, you are a stud. <laughs> Bailey, <laughs> love you. Love you. Love you both. Thank y'all thank you, so thank much. You. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Send this to your friends. Send this to a parent for real. Let's get this out for to real. parents and to people, really and anybody. But love your kids. Love, love them. them. You can't love them enough. Amen. I love you. You're the best. <laughs> y'all, thanks for listening. Send this to somebody. Follow us on social media at What's Face Say. And have an amazing week. You're loved. If you have any questions or anything, DM me, please. Want to help you? Any prayer requests, let us know. But as always, remember to look for the good in things. And if there's no good, you become the good. You have that power. See ya. Bye. We're going to have a good day. And all my homies on a ride today. That's right. And all